You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today. Monitor three humidors at once from one simple device. Caring for your cigars is easy with the new PuroTemp wireless hygrometer from Zycar. You now have the ability to monitor the humidity and temperature in three humidors without even having to open them. Ensure protection by setting simple alerts that will warn you when your cigars are not in the optimal environment. Like everything Zycar, this is backed by their lifetime warranty. Stop by your local tobacconist to purchase yours today. Zycar for life. From the makers of the number one cigar in the USA in 2013, the Aging Room Quattro F55 comes yet another highly rated cigar, the Aging Room Bin Number 1, a full-bodied Dominican cigar made with some of the world's oldest tobacco in the market today from the harvests of 1997, 98, and 99. It starts out smooth and builds up in strength and flavor until it reaches its full potential. The Aging Room Bin Number 1. For the true connoisseur looking for a sophisticated smoking experience, with balance, complexity, and character. Aging Room Cigars. Blending is in our DNA. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut, Sun-Grown, or Maduro, each Perdomo double-aged 12-year vintage pairs extremely well with the finest scotch whiskeys, bourbons, and other fine spirits. Available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo double-aged 12-year vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. The following is paid programming. The views do not represent that of JVC Broadcasting, its staff, or management. What are you doing? What are you I'm doing? Come on. You never let a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves the flavor, you see. Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Boynton Beach, Florida. Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe, Adam Kay, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Cigar Bar. My name is Honest Abe. I'm here with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister. Ahoy, hoy. And unfortunately, sitting in for the <laughs> lovely Lady M is none other than our big producer.
producer John Barron. Love that intro. It's very oh, well, you know. <laughs> It's a sausage fest over here. You, my friend, it is, isn't it? <laughs> you, my friend, are no lady ever. No. Would ne- I could never live up to that. Where did she go? She went out of town. She's at a bridal shower in uh, Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, I knew she had to go somewhere. She yeah. took off early yesterday. She didn't even say goodbye. Oh, she came and gave me a big hug. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know where I was when she left. All of a sudden I went and I'm like, did Emily leave? No, she's gone already? She's not on the Adam Key fan club list. What? I didn't do anything to piss her off Are recently. you kidding me? You're like her number one complaint about her job. Uh, Dealing with you. I really? highly doubt that. Oh, I'm not even exaggerating really? slightly. Oh, yeah, you can ask her. You can ask her next week. Would she give an honest answer? You're not a friendly employee. I have a lot to do. We all, ha- we all have a lot to do. Once you, I'm, a, I'm a very determined and very focused individual. It's true. It's true. I've known, I've known Adam for about two years now, and um, I think we're finally warming up to each other. It's a lie. <laughs> it's such a lie. I it takes lo- a I lot like longer Adam. than that. <laughs> it's such a lie. <laughs> all right. Anyways, uh, we got a good show for you today. We have Fred Rui, owner of Nomad Cigars. First time I Kiss My Ash Radio. Going to find out what he's up to and a lot about his brand. And Stephen Hussey. Brotherhood of Mustaches and Beards. Bomb. The Bomb Squad. That's pretty bomb. interesting. I'm I mean, telling you, man, it's a pretty wild group. Yeah, well, I've seen all those... You pictures? Know, well, I'm, pictures, of uh, course. you see yeah. their website? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, they those got some, like... Crazy beards. Crazy on beards and mustaches. But recently, there was a couple of shows, I don't know if it was on History Channel or Discovery, where they, they do these beard competitions all over the country, the growing. There's all kinds of different categories. There's, like, freestyle. There's... There's all kinds of stuff. And I saw one picture of the guy. He actually had beer cans wrapped up in his beard. It looked like an octopus. Oh, that's had, And strange. that's how strong his beard is. Uh, got beer cans wrapped it's, up It's in becoming it. a really more popular movement. I mean, I, I even saw a couple companies on Shark Tank right. um, who are now specializing in beard grooming kits yeah. and beard softeners and oils and There's all kinds of vitamins and stuff. So, yeah, it, it's, it's huge. Uh, it's growing, so it should be interesting. And I also... never be a member. What was that? I said I will probably never be a member. No, you're part of the Bang Squad, still supporting bangs in 2015. Bangs. No, I just can't grow facial hair. <laughs> These two little floater things he keeps growing in the front of his head. No, it just comes out when it just doesn't have anything well, in it. Well, I commend you for not growing a neck beard, though. I can't. I have no. There's nothing here. Yeah, you know, you can, That's you, barely anything. This you, is a week. Maybe we can get you some tips. Uh, Why do you commend him for not growing a neck beard? Well, I, have you seen these people who, who don't really have a lot of facial hair, but they just grow these these neck beards? No, I right haven't here. seen that. They don't that have a mustache. Bit. They don't have any face, like side up here. It's just it's just a neck beard. That is strange. It's weird. There's a couple guys like that on my no. vacation. Didn't 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 quite get exposed to that yet. <laughs> Oddly enough. Also, we have Nelson. Abreu. Abreu, thank you. Senior instructor of the International Academy of Consciousness. This is a very interesting guest. He's, he's, he's actually, um, I've been reading up on him a lot. He's world-renowned. He's all about out-of-body experiences. There's actually an... About what experiences? Out-of-body experiences. Oh. So uh, he does a lot of uh, psychology, a lot of uh, mind-melding, if you will. A lot of collective consciousness talks. It's going to be very cerebral. And you, bo- and you booked this guy for our show? I booked this guy. It's going to be good. And you wonder why I constantly bash on you. Now, we always we, there's, we always had this debate. It was like last time when we had Dave Pounder on, the guy who was in the porn industry. Was like, what we I like Dave why Pounder. Why are we getting Dave? Who is this he guy? He was awesome, actually. Him? And then it was like, oh, he was great. That guy was really Dave, good. Dave might have been one of the most intellectual people we've had on the show. I think total From the I've porn been, industry to boot. I know, right? But he was awesome. I would say that, honestly, I probably struck out about three times on those those 
The one guy that didn't speak any English. A little bit more. No, I would say three. Uh, a little the bit more. The one guy that didn't speak any English the one time, which was which was awful. <laughs> yeah, it was it was from another country. He was he calling was in, in Egypt. Yeah. He was, yeah, in, he was Egypt. in Egypt, right. and he, I was like. Did you not talk yeah. to this guy before you put him on the show? Yeah, I, well, I, I talked to his handler. Which I guess, uh, <laughs> you should have his handler do yeah, the show. Yeah, we should have his handler do the show. Probably a better idea. And then I said some awful things about him while he was still on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. As always, folks, um, Zykar, uh, sponsor of KMA Radio from day one, makers of wonderful cutters and lighters guaranteed for life. Every week, the fine folks at Zykar give away to one of our lucky listeners anywhere here, in the, actually anywhere in the world who are listening, a uh, very awesome prize. And what are the fine folks at Zycar giving away today? Well, today Zycar, after hearing this sound, is giving away the XI3 Spalted Tamarid Lighter, uh, excuse me, Spalted Tamarid Cutter. This beautiful wood is native to Southeast Asia. Much of the wood comes from logs, either found on the forest floor or cut and allowed to spalt in the damp. Now, I didn't know what spalt meant, so I looked it up. And it Did you look it up? It means to split. I tell you what, man, the the XI3 cutters have always been my favorite. Just, it's it's a great design. Go check it out. It's on our Facebook page right now. Um, so when you hear that Zycar click, call 877-960-9960, and you will be the proud owner of an XI3 spalted tamarind cutter. Beautiful cutter. Nice wood trim on it. It's really? very nice. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, if you follow us at Kiss My Ash Radio on Facebook and Twitter, every Friday we post a social media word, courtesy of Iconic and Recluse Cigars. Uh, if you hear that word, be the 10th caller at 877-960-9960, and you'll win a five-pack free courtesy of Recluse and Iconic Cigars, the fine folks over at Recluse making good stuff lately nowadays. Um, actually, I'm getting ready to light up this uh, Lancero Nomad given to me by uh, Stephen. Uh, Fred. Sorry. Stephen's later in the day. It's, it's, it's early, and I haven't even taken a sip of my cappuccino <laughs> That's yet. That's true. You are behind. So give me. I'm, you know, got it a little late. But, um, you know, I think we talked about this before. You know, Lanceros and Coronas now and Petite Coronas and smaller, shorter ring-gauge cigars have just really become my my staple choice of what to smoke anymore. Yeah, I love them. Why? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think it started out as a time-constraint thing. Mm. I don't have the luxury or leisure time I used to have to sit there and enjoy big Churchills or big cigars. Right. Um but I just tend to, I, I find them, honestly, more when they're constructed right and the yeah. draw is good, I find them more flavorful, more enjoyable. I feel like I'm getting more of the cigar, right. you know, less air mixed in. Yeah, and, I see. Okay. But, you know, a lot of the problems is with the smaller ring gauge cigars is if it's not really handled right at the factory, mm-hmm. you get a lot of draw, you have more tendency to have a draw problem mm. because they're trying to get this blend in right. with much less space, you know, so it... Yeah. it, it tends to sometimes be more prolific to a draw problem. But this is a, a nice-looking Lancero. We'll take a picture of it, put it on our Facebook page. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting interview. So, cool. After the break, uh, we're going to hit cigar news, mm-hmm. see what's going on in the cigar world, and we're going to find out what's new in the humidor with Adam K. right after this. Follow us on Twitter at KissMyAshRadio. Yes, it's mandatory. Hey, cigar enthusiasts. Did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. 
Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. This is a La Aurora issued public service announcement. The iconic lion has gone rogue. Breaking out of the original Dominican Cigar Factory is Untamed by La Aurora. Undoubtedly, one of their strongest cigars proves that not only can their factory provide flavorful sticks, but powerful as well. Taking a fantastic Dominican Nicaraguan blend and wrapping it with an oily Connecticut broadleaf wrapper creates a wild ride of flavor from start to finish. Be aware, this animal is extremely aggressive and should be approached with caution. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. And I'd like to invite you to try one of our Decade Cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the Decade. Try it. Bill Paley, Samuel Paley's grandson, has dedicated himself to creating cigars emblematic of the original La Polina brand, created by his grandfather over a century ago. La Polina premium handmade cigars represent a marriage of the finest tobaccos blended by master artisans. La Polina has consistently received top honors from all industry publications, including Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year and Cigar Journal's Best American-Made Cigar. La Polina, premium handmade cigars, available only at fine tobacconists. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Not so lovely, John. Not so lovely, John. <laughs> Want more of Kiss My Ash Radio? Missed an episode? Check us out at our archives at kissmyashradio.com. And all our episodes are also available via iTunes. So check it out. Time to find out now what's in the box. Let's ask Honest Abe, Cigar News. All right, not a lot of news this week, but what we have so far for August 15th, 2015th, U.S. and Cuba, for the first time in 54 years, the stars and stripes are flying above the American embassy in Cuba. Yesterday, in a ceremony attended by Secretary of State John F. Kennedy, no, John F. Kerry, 
He's back. Back. That's the zombies. I mean, he'd the want to be there. I'm sure he'd want to be there, I'm sure. But. I approve of this embassy. Right. Uh, <laughs> Secretary of State John F. Kerry, a contingent of three U.S. Marines raised an American flag on a clear, nearly windless day. The audience, which included the U.S. Marines who lowered the flag in 1961, applauded and cheered as the flag rose. Secretary Kerry, the highest ranking U.S. official to visit Cuba since the 1940s, spoke before the historic event. This is the latest action in an extremely busy period of U.S.-Cuba relations. On December 17th, President Barack Obama announced... I, I, I just like stumble every time I have to say those three words. It really is. Announced sweeping changes in the relations between the United States and Cuba. And on January 16th, the changes were entered into the Federal Register, making them official. Formally allowing increased remittances to Cuban nationals, permitting the use of American credit and debit cards in Cuba... Due to Cuban merchants operating as a cash economy, uh, the ability for travels to bring back up to $100 worth of Cuban cigars on sanctioned trips between Cuba and the United States, and among other changes, despite the many changes, the embargo remains, so Cuban goods still remain illegal in the United States, save for the small number that can be bought back on official visits. Tobacconist University, after unveiling it, at the 2015 IPCBR Convention and Trade Show, Tobacco University has shipped its second release in its R&D series, a limited production run of cigars released with Peritos of their component parts. The R&D PA-CT Broadleaf Copa Especial Series 2, which is the name ever in the history of the cigar industry, was blended by Jesus Fuego of J. Fuego Cigars and produced by A.J. Fernandez's Tobacco Lair Fernandez in Esteli, Nicaragua. It uses a Pennsylvania, Connecticut wrapper, Connecticut Broadleaf Sun Grown, Pennsylvania by the Amish people, an experimental wrapper project pioneered by A.J. Fernandez and produced in conjunction with Jesus Fuego. Underneath are four tobaccos from Honduras, Nicaragua, with the goal of creating a familiar flavor that is quintessential Amer- Central American taste profile. The organization probably says... There is nothing crazy or sensational in this blend. No Peruvian, Colombian, or other eccentric flavors to confuse your palate. Just the name to confuse you. Apparently. Just an experimental wrapper. Does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) The binders are Honduran Habano Seed Road in Hamastran Valley, while the fillers are Nicaraguan Habano Creole 98 Lajero from Omtepe, Nicaraguan Habano Creole 99 Visa from Jalapa, and Nicaraguan Habano Creole 98 Seco from Esteli. I just read the news, folks. I don't make it up. A former Hollywood attorney to the stars, now a well-known figure in the cigar manufacturing and lounge sectors, is proposing to open a tobacco lounge and restaurant in Chinatown building that shares a wall, I get this, with the former... Wow. (laughs) Wow. Irony Uh. abounds. Applications have been filed with both Alcoholic Beverage Regulation Administration and the Department of Health. To bring, by, to bring a burn by Rocky Patel to 47.7, some address. 10,000 square foot historic former bank branch owned by Douglas Development Corp. Uh, quote, the neighborhood's not interested in a cigar bar like it wasn't interested in a strip club, says Max Brown, the owner of, a, of Resident 475, who opposes the Patel bid just as he did previous pitch to the Jelly Roll Burlesque nightclub. So um, apparently this place doesn't want, the residents don't want to have this cigar uh, lounge built, but I think it's going to be anyway. Uh, of course, we have the other burn lounge that uh, Rocky Patel owns in Naples, Florida, and the other one in Bonita Springs, too. And uh, that's the news. That is the news. Time to find out now what is new in the humidor. No intro? 
Yeah, we, we just have a bed for that one. Where's the bed? This is the same bed. We can, use, we, we can use. Did can you use have a bed. lame intro? Yeah, we had the most uh, yeah, man in the world. Awful. Where are we at with Duff? Some of those pretty. We got, he sent us a couple new ones. Yeah. Yeah. Are we, are we, are we going to hear them today? I think the Factor Crap is the new one, too. Oh, no, no, honey, I'm good. I can hey! Here you go. All right. At least count them the ball. Uh, there's a lot of new stuff that's it's been coming, coming out, in like... and it's going to keep coming for the next two months, so gird your loins and be prepared to try a lot <laughs> of new cigar- cigars. Uh, there's, there's a phrase people don't use enough. I know, and I'm trying to bring it back. I like that one. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, from our good friends over at the Padrones, they have two things that have been coming out recently. They've got a limited edition TAA. It's the 47. It's in the 26 family. So it's got the 26 fillers and wrappers in there. And it's a little bit of a shorter Robusto, something you don't normally see from them. It comes in a natural Anamaduro, and it's going to strike you for $18 a stick. Which, of course, if you're going to buy a Padrone 26 series, guess what? That's what you're going to pay for it. Ooh. Also, the new Damasos are slowly kind of streaming out. Uh, trickling in. Trickling in here and there from di- for different stores. The Padrones are getting them out a little bit here and there, so you're going to see that. It's the new Connecticut release from them. So if you have not gotten it's gotten rave reviews. And it's has the been, other face of Padrone. Mm, mm, bum, bum, bum. It's totally trickling or just the Connecticut? No, the Connecticut. It's the other face of Padrone. Yeah, okay. Just made up my own tagline. I thought, I know, it, was, I thought I know, it was good. I don't know. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from, uh, George, you can use that. No charge. Yeah, there you go. We'll let him know. Uh, our friends at My Father Cigars have released two limited edition box presses for this year. Uh, one in the El Centurion with a Corona Gorda and a Robusto shape. So if you're into box presses and you like the El Centurion, it's going to give it a little bit of a different profile and appear in the box press. They've also released a box press of the number one related from 2012 Flor de las Antillas in a Toro Gorda Grande. So if you're into big ring gauges and you like box presses and you were a fan of the FDLA originally, which is still an extremely popular cigar, make sure you give this one a try. The La Imperiosa from the Crowned Heads, which is a remake of the Las Calaveras from last year, which everyone was a big fan of. That band- that band is hitting me with some something. I just can't nail it. Of what you know it, mean? it sounds it's like. It's reminding me of something when I look at it. Another brand. I just can't pin it. I've, I've, th- I've thought that as well, I'm, I but I'm like not 100%. I feel like it's a deja vu when I look at it, yeah. but I can't pin it I have out. that same idea, but I haven't really too. seen it. Uh, from it's our, reminding me of something. I don't know. It's that blue or what it is. It, it's just like something. something on the shape that's in there. It's Yeah, it's just some other know. thing, but I'm not sure. Uh, Murcia Lago from Eric Espinoza has kind of tricked it. The bat is back. Yes, the bat is back for those of you fans of the original Murcia Lago blend done by EO Brands many years ago. Uh, Eric kept the name but not the blend, so he reverse engineered it in his La Zona factory. And it's uh, like a dollar more he than it was took, originally. He actually took DNA from the original cigar. Yeah, mm-hmm. similar to what they did in Jurassic Park. <laughs> they spared no expense. And reverse engineered it. I like yes. that. Well, that's what he even said. I just thought it was great. They had to reverse engineer the, the building of the cigar because they didn't have the blend, so they figured out what was in the blend by... We need, can, we need listen, to get him on the phone listen, and see what he can did. can you just see Eric and Eric Jr. and that whole group of guys reverse engineering anything? Lab coats. <laughs> I mean, anything. With a little chalkboard in their little office, you know. Uh, All right, bro. You split eight. You always got to dip it down. You really do. All right, bro. You know. <laughs> Okay, that's pretty great. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could do a whole parody just, uh, on, that, just on that whole scene. It would be Of amazing. him and that group of guys reverse uh, engineering anything. Uh, from Pete Johnson's La Atelier, the new La Mission, Mission 
is that is a release based upon packaging too. Interesting packaging. Very. It's based upon a very rare sham uh, wine from France, and all of the names of the cigars are from the best vintages of that. It's the 1959, the 2008, and the 1989, I believe. Uh, so it's all it's a very rare, very it's to go with that entire atelier foreign wine feel to it, and that's what was the uh, response behind that. Uh, for those of you Romeo fans, there's the new Romeo Grand Churchill. It's a limited edition in the yes. Reserva Real line. As if the other 300,000 Romeo SKUs weren't enough. Exactly. And to go along with, more. This, with that is also the new Monte Cristo White Label Double Vintage Connecticut. So for you White Label... Actually, nice looking cigar, though. Great looking cigar. It's a very mild, very classic Connecticut feel to it. Very just going back to the roots of actual Connecticut-based wrapped tobacco. Oh, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. We could keep going forever, but... We're going to save some for next week. Exactly. <laughs> and that is what is new in the humidor. After the break, Fred Wee, owner of No Man's Cigars, right after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio. The godfather of boutique cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Siri R, and El Rico Habano, recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year, and Rob reports best of the best honor. Although E.P. Carrillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carrillo. Pick up an E.P. Carrillo at your nearest station. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. Then again, so does growing the perfect beard. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year, with numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in Sungrown or Maduro. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
Welcome back, folks. You're listening to Honest Abe and Kiss My Ash Radio. We are broadcasting in front of a live audience at the main cigar bar at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Lounge in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. I'm here with my gang, Adam K., the brewmeister. And sitting in for the lovely Lady M is the not-so-lovely John Barron. Hello. How does it feel to be another? Do you enjoy being on the radio or do you like behind-the-scenes more? Uh, I'm more of a behind-the-scenes guy, but really? I, I can manage. I see you stopped responding to my Facebook posts on your page. No, I didn't. No, I responded to it. I liked your comment. I made one about, you know... Your, Time to say something your girl, nice? No, your girl... Well, I don't ever say anything nice, but <laughs> I really don't. But I said something about your girl actually kind of makes you look almost normal. She took that as a compliment. It was herself, a very much a compliment was, for her. Yeah, exactly. But, it's know, tough to make me look normal, I will say that. She does a pretty pretty okay job at you it. You almost look like a normal human being when you're with her. <laughs> yeah, I'm fooling everyone. Yes. All right, folks. Uh, every week... We'd like to invite someone to be a very special guest on the show for what I consider to be my favorite part of the show. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. This week, for our Meet Your Maker segment, we have... Fred Rui, owner of Nomad Cigars. Fred, thank you very much for joining us on Kiss My Ash Radio. Welcome, my friend. Thanks. Looking forward to being here. Good. Now, Fred, where are you out of? Uh, where's your home base? Uh, my home base is pretty much Orlando, Florida at this point. Okay. Uh, so it was, it was a, you drove down this morning? Uh, I drove last down night. last night. Oh, Hung out, went out to a couple of our favorite places down here, got cool. a steak. Where'd you go? Uh, Rachel's? Uh, no. Checking, you know. uh, no, no. It's we, typically uh, everybody's favorite place. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I went to some of my second favorite places. There you go. Uh, no, we <laughs> went over to. Uh, we went to. Uh, can I say the places we went? Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. We went over by Angry Moon. Oh yeah. Uh, at, we had uh, we had dinner at Three Forks and went over to Angry Moon. Yeah, kind of kind of a nice. I used to live up in that area. So okay. Very yeah. With it. yeah. 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 Oh, very good. Good. Probably saw a lot of our friends over there. Um, so, um, sorry. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Fred? And you know what you did before you got in the cigar industry, and how you eventually ventured your way into the cigar industry. Well, I owned a marketing company. I've always kind of had a habit of, of hobbies have turned into a business because you know I just kind of believe in, in doing what you like and, and worry about the rest of it later. And uh, so when I was looking at cigars, I'd been smoking cigars for about 12 years, and uh, big cigar fan. Still am to this day. Still look forward to smoking everybody else's stuff. You know, when I'm not blending, I don't. When I'm blending cigars, I don't actually smoke anybody else's. But then. When I'm done with that, that's one of my favorite times because, you know, like all the stuff, you know, Adam was talking about the new releases. I'm, I'm anxious to try the new stuff. So, you know, first and foremost, I do that. But, you know, I was toying with the idea. It was kind of the last bucket list item to do my own <laughs> cigar. But I'm like looking in the humidor and like, like we need another friggin' cigar company. I mean, there's plenty of them out there. So it really just started out as an experimental trip down to DR and, and just playing around some stuff. And I, and I just decided to do a cigar and... Uh, it was basically uh, an LE because when you start your first cigar, it has to be an LE because you don't know if you're going to make it. <laughs> and uh, worst case scenario, I had enough cigars for me for the rest of my life. Best case scenario, that they would actually sell. And it was it was always a kind that's of probably, a, that's probably the most honest perspective. Yeah, I've it heard. was just a discovery. For most of these guys to get into because I mean, I, I, you know, unfortunately, in my background, I hear a lot of new meet a lot of new people just getting into it. And some of the pipe dreams these guys have, it's like, man, you don't know the mountain that's in front of you, man. It's no. not a hill. I, I didn't have it's delusions of grandeur. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, I that's, mean, that's probably the most honest perspective I've heard. Well, I mean, I've said from the very beginning, I mean, I'll tell people what I did right. I'll tell people what I did wrong. And, and, and it's all been a learning process. And the things that I thought would be easy were hard. And the things that I thought were hard were, you know, easy. So it was really, it was really kind of strange. But it, it's been 
fun. I don't think I'm the typical test case, but I mean, I kind of looked around the industry at what I liked and what I didn't like. And first thing I did going down to DR and then especially in Nicaragua was, you know, check the ego at the door. There, I don't care how long you've been smoking. I don't think, you know, I don't care how big of a cigar geek you are. You walk down there and you could spend the rest of your life down there and not know what's inherent in their DNA. Absolutely. You know, so, so I think after the first year when I, I was amazed of how much information big people in the industry, and, and not just the, the brand guys, but really more so to me, the, the, the blenders, the growers and things like that, the guys that would share information that I would have thought would have been proprietary. I mean, I just thought they wouldn't share. When they see you're sincere about learning it, I'm amazed how much they'll, they'll help you out. It's one thing about this industry most people don't realize. It happens a lot in the back end, and I've seen it over the years. I've seen, I mean, I remember a story Jonathan Drew was telling me when he was having a lot of problems at the factory and, and was trying to resolve them. It was early on, and he was telling me a story how Ernesto Perez Carrillo like, came and spent like four days with him. Wow. And, and yeah, it helped him solve a lot of problems. It's a very giving industry, mostly, and, and, and they, they're... They're almost proud to share and help each other. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. You don't see that, you know, in most industries in this country. I mean, I think if, if they see you're sincere about it. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm down. I spend two months out of the year in Nicaragua and about a month in DR, and and I see guys come down there. They go to the factory. The factory, you know, slips them three cigars. They smoke three. Which one do you like? They slap their band on it. Great, you're in the industry. It's what 90 percent of people yeah, do. Yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're willing to get mud on your boots and go to the fields and try to learn the process and learn about fermenting and all that other stuff. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. They, they, it's an art form to them, and, and they're willing to share a lot of information if you're sincere. Otherwise, they, they won't give you the time of day. So that was that was your process. You wanted to get mud on your boots, actually. Because yeah, a lot of people talk about being blenders. And, you know, like you said, basically what they are is just they choosers. I choose well, this cigar. I, I choose that cigar. But you really got involved in the depth and the understanding I of did. the blending, the fermentation, the curing, and all well, that. Well, I'm getting more and more. I mean, now when I when I get an answer to a question, I've got three more questions. When I first started, I wasn't thinking about fermentation of how long, at what temperature, and all that other stuff. That was just I was just like, what does this taste like, you know? And 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 now it, it, it you get deeper and deeper into it. Um, it's it, to me that's the exciting part, the blending part and everything else like that. That's really really the exciting part. Now, how far back are we going? How, 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 I just started how, in 2012. Okay, so, so and it really wasn't until curve, yeah. yeah it really wasn't until the end of the year that um, you know that it really started you know going out to retailers and things like that um, and it, it's it's been an interesting it's it's an interesting process but I think I accelerated it because I had the ability to go down there for two full months every year mm-hmm. and, you know that really really as opposed to going down there for three days and you know going to Monago to Esli okay great go back home um, that helped the learning curve a lot and and like I said checking the ego at the door and just you know, shut up and listen to what these guys have to say. They've been there forever. Right. You know? I, tell, I tell my staff all day, all the time, you just shut up and listen, you'll learn a lot more. Absolutely. No Absolutely. question. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Fred Rui, owner of Nomad Cigars. He's joining us here on Kiss My Ash Radio. Um, Fred, you talked about people sharing information with you. Who were some of your biggest influences or mentors or you say, that, you know, really inspired you or helped you along the way in developing your brand? Well, I mean, I, the way I looked, it's, it's funny. I have mentors that don't know they're mentors. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I looked, at, I looked at some people of what I thought, you know, when I thought, okay, if, if I'm going to legitimately go into this industry, and all I wanted to do was have a shot. Could I build a brand? So I wasn't going to sacrifice, and everybody says this, but this, in this case it's absolutely true. I wasn't going to cut corners on tobacco. My margins are probably lower than just about anybody else out there. I was either going to build a brand or fail trying. I wasn't going to cut corners, and, and I learned a lot in the process. 
So, I mean, I looked at people that I thought spent a lot of time on certain things. So, for example, I really like what uh, Dion, I think, has an incredible palette at Illusion. I think he spends a lot of time on his blends and really focuses on that. Most people really don't realize how... I, I, yeah, on the ball, his I'm a total is. geek. I yeah. mean, we were at the show. He gave me a shirt, and I'm like, "This is cool. I'm going to wear the shirt." You know, I mean, he just, is yeah. something. <laughs> Eric Espinosa was on the show once, and it was really funny. He, he tells the story, but he gave Dion a cigar, and Dion starts saying, "Hey, are you using this this pillar?" He's like, oh, "Yeah," and he's like, um, "Wow, is this from this region? Is binder?" He's like, "Yeah." And he's like, wow, is this wrapper? He's like. Well, no, that's not right. But it was because I just felt bad saying, yeah, the guy like dismantled my whole cigar in front of me, you know. But no, Dion is really way more in-depth and in, in, in absolutely than yeah. most people will perceive or know about him. You and, know? Then, and I looked at other qualities. I, I looked at J.D., and, and I respected how that's a guy that never seemed to forget where he came from. Um, I always have a line in my, in my head that's basically, you know, don't get so big, you know, never believe your own press. Yeah, never get right. so big that you believe your own press. And I think JD's definitely well grounded. Uh, Willie Herrera, I think what what he does is is really some neat stuff. Uh, Jose Blanco, I love how he gives back to the industry as far as educating. Mm-hmm. Um, that was part of the reason I started the hacking the blend seminars. I do a blending seminar where I actually pick apart one of my cigars and I bring three small cigars that are pure. You, so, you do some retail shops, or you do yeah, this? Okay. yeah, and it, and it helped a lot. And, and what what happened was I was actually at a big shop in Texas with a lot of a lot of a lot of stores. And he, he actually asked me outright at the beginning that of the year. Club Humidor? Or? Uh, actually, Sirius. Oh, yeah, Ron yeah, so Ron, Sirius, Ron, yeah. Ron, Ron asked me outright to my face, literally within the first 30 seconds of meeting, says, what makes you different than another white guy with a cigar? And, <laughs> That's Ron. And, and I, it was the most Ron. valuable question I got this year. And it was in January. And, and I sat back and I thought, you know, and, and it was in my mind every single day going forward for months. And I'm like, how am I going to show why I am different? I'm not the guy going down there, slap my band on something. So what I did is I created the Hacking Blend Seminar. So we have three small cigars. One, uh, the 8613, which I released in April, has Condega Lajero, has Ometepe, and Jalapa. So the three cigars they smoke have no wrapper. They smoke just Jalapa. Then we smoke just the uh, Ometepe. Then we smoke just the Condega Lajero. And the argument is to you know talk about the flavors of them. Because some people talk about wrappers and the wrapper influence. Like, oh, it's 80%. It's 90% of the... Well, it's not because they'd all taste the same. So we smoke all three of those. Then we have the finished product, um, which actually I think Adam's smoking right now. And then they see the, the wrapper influence, and then they also see how the cigars come together. So that was a way for me to elevate um, partially just to give back and have, you know, nobody has a chance to smoke just straight sure, Ometepe sure. or anything. But also show people that this is the process. And I didn't want to be pretentious, you know, look at me in my seminar and blah, 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 you know, three years into it, whatever. So I called it hacking the blend, which is exactly what I do. I go down, I pick a bunch of tobacco, I think everything in half leaves. So I say, give me a half leaf of this, full leaf of this, half leaf of this, full leaf of this, put it in neutral binder, smoke and go, well, okay, that sucks. Let's start over and <laughs> swap yeah. these around. And that's how I hack my way into it. And to me, it's very much the, the analogy I used in the beginning was I said, look, you know, guys that I've talked to in retail shops and, and even retail owners say, well, I'd never be able to blend a cigar. And I'd say, you know what? Have you had cornflakes? And they're like, yeah, I've had cornflakes. And I'm like, well, have you had a, had a raw onion? And they're like, yeah, I've had a raw onion. I said, well, I don't need to make a bowl full of raw onions and core flakes. You have an idea of what it's going to taste like. If you have all the tobaccos individually and you get very familiar with all the flavors, then you say, I wonder what this tastes like. This. So, so to me, it's very much like cooking. So I think I was, I was blessed from the standpoint is that my palate was able to discern those. So now I can put them together and, kind of, and that's how I blend. I kind of hack my way through it and go, I like this flavor, like that flavor. Until I, until I get to the finished product. Well, I, I believe it as anything in life, if you really put the time into anything and the experience, in time you should know what you're doing. If not, there's something wrong with you. 
but uh, if you're willing to invest the time and the effort, yeah, eventually you should I get a graph. I think you have to right now. If you want to, if you want a spot in that humidor right now, I mean, every retailer's like, look, I don't have enough shelf space. If you want to, if you want to earn a spot in that humidor, you better be putting in the time. As a retailer, yeah. it's the worst position to, to be in. And you know what? I don't even say as a retailer. I think it's even problematic for a manufacturer because, you know, to build the brand, it's investment, packaging, time, marketing, and you know, brands that used to have a an average shelf life, it's probably now quartered. Yeah. Where, okay, comes out, peaks up, then you know, shoots down and flattens out somewhere here because the mentality between the bloggers and the media and the social media now is what's new, what's new, what's new. It's all we ever hear. What's new, what's new, what's new. So the era of Mr. Jones or Mr. Johnson used to come in and get his box of X every two weeks. That's far and few in between anymore. So I think the consumers are much more like wine drinkers now. It's like, what am I in the mood for? Mm-hmm. I think they're becoming uh, brand loyal, not blend loyal. And so they're like, what? Well, you know, I like this. I like this brand. I like all the different things they do. At least that's what I'm finding for me. But they, they, you I, know. I think it's. I think it's even just brand loyalty. Look, here's what happened. There used to be a time where a majority of people smoked the same thing all the time, and they they'd venture out, but they smoke the same thing all the time. Now, it's the minority of people smoke the same thing all the time and venture out a lot more. I mean, this might be their favorite, but they're smoking a lot of other stuff now. Yeah. And it's, you see it. You know, it's, 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 it's hard on a retailer side. I think it's hard on a manufacturer side as well. It becomes very, very hard. I mean, there's never been a better time to be a cigar smoker. I mean, no, the, the, the humidors con- are packed full of great cigars. It's a win-win for the consumers. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's win-win for the consumers. But it sucks on our side. Yep. Without a doubt. <laughs> it just makes it harder. It does. Harder yeah, to do our does. job. Um, if you're just joining us, we're with Fred Rui, owner of Nomad Cigars, and uh, we're going to have more with Fred right after this and talk a little bit more, more about his brand. Kiss My Ass Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady Adam. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyassradio.com. Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? Your funeral. That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. Here, try this Rick Loose cigar. You're going to need all the help you could get. Hey, don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Rick Loose. Wow, that's a good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. Hey, I think you should stick with that Rick Loose cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game, and, and I know a little something about games. Boom. Hey, sucker, go buy yourself a Rick Loose cigar and do it today. Voted the number one gentleman's club worldwide. Located on Okeechobee and Military Trail for the sexiest scene in the city. Come see us at the Spearmint Rhino, the premier upscale gentleman's club. The story that made the cigar. The cigar that made history. 80 years ago, Monte Cristo began a legacy of crafting only the finest cigars. Now, that legacy is honored by the very special. Extremely limited edition Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Crafted for the first time, Dominican Pelotico Tobacco. Grown from seeds hand-carried from Cuba by Pepe Mendez. This exclusive cigar is like no other. Rolled in a dark and oily Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Features a rich, fuller-bodied, and wonderfully complex smoke. Packaged in an elegant handmade box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Honor the legacy with the Monte Cristo 80th anniversary. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. 
This is Eric Espinosa, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory. La Zona, enriched and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinosa cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. Look for Espinosa cigars at your nearest fine tobacconist. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. The Oliva Family. The makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke, which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob Magazine. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva Family of Cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. I'm your host, Donna Steve, along with my gang, Adam Key, the brewmeister. And sitting in for the lovely lady, Adam, is our producer, John Barron. Hey, hey, now. Hey, hey, now. Can we get him a fun moniker? I, you know. We'll work on it. I'm trying to think of one that's just not that insulting on the air. He's right. a giant dude. I just like how he's saluted like there's a camera on him. That doesn't work on radio. I don't... I don't. <laughs> Hello. That's why so I'm not on the show. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the, that was the voice of Fred Rui, owner of No Man Cigars. Uh, first time I kissed my radio. Fred, thanks for joining us. Thanks. Coming down for Orlando. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, the previous segment we talked about your approach and getting into cigar business. Very uh, authentic. Uh, you know, took a hardcore approach wanting to really learn how to blend and breaking down cigars and differentiating yourself. Um, tell us a little bit about your cigars themselves and the, the brand. And the brand. Sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And the brand. Well, there, we have uh, eight full production blends now. Um, eight completely different blends. Yeah, eight. That's a lot for Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah, it is. It's, it's been... The last one, re- the reason it jumped up so fast is at the show, we released uh, a new line called Therapy. And Therapy was, is That's actually... That's what John needs, Therapy, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, there's, it's affordable therapy. Actually. <laughs> so, but it, it has three different simultaneous blends. There's a Connecticut, a Habano, and a Maduro, and, it, and it's in a tray. And what prompted that was, one, I thought of the name Therapy, which I thought was really cool, because yeah. like, this is what we're doing anyway. Pretty much. And uh, so I did the search for it, and like nobody had it. I'm like, you can't tell me nobody has Therapy as a cigar line. But the other thing was is that I'd be at cigar shops, and I kept seeing you know, all the empty boxes and... and you know, you're roughly, you know, 30 cents to 45 cents a stick can go towards the box. Sure. And so I did a tray, but it was still premium, still long fill. And when I did the initial run, I saved about 15 grand in boxes after paying for the trays. So I was able to lower the price a little bit of the cigar. It sounds that cheesy marketing, and I passed the price on to the consumer. Right. But essentially, I did. I was right. able to, to, you know, knock it, knock it down almost 50 cents a stick. So the cigars come in bundles, and they just fill the trays. Yeah, and they just fill the trays. Yeah. And what's the retail price point? Um, six four, six ninety five and seven forty nine. There's oh, yeah. a, there's a four and a half by fifty, and a and a, and a six by fifty of every blend. 
So, um, so small robusto and a toro. All right, so two sizes per. Yeah, per yeah, and that. So those. So all my Nicaraguan. So I'm assuming the trays a six part yeah. component. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all my all my Nicaraguan now I do out of AJ Fernandez factory. So there's that therapy is out. Uh, in April I had released the uh, Esteli lot 8613. Uh, 86 is is the longitude, 13 is the latitude of Esteli. Um, prior to that was the C276, which John is smoking right now, which was kind of my great. kind of my having to prove something. By then I had four blends, but I didn't have a fuller profile blend, so I had something to prove. Literally a maddening two months in Nicaragua, trying to come up with a full body. Are you more complex. of a medium mild smoker? I, I am, but yeah. you know I, I couldn't like the C276. I could not have made the year prior. I didn't have the knowledge to do it. I, there's five different tobaccos in that filler, two Lajeros plus Ometepe. Um, very, very complex. And, and so the, the number system on that also. So C is for Concepcion, which is the active volcano on Ometepe Island. 276 is the square kilometers of the island. And then uh, the other one, then on the year prior, I had put out the S307. Uh, it's a box press Sumatra, also out of AJ's factory. S is for Sumatra. 307 is the square miles of Esteli. Um, it's like a Dan Brown novel in the making. But everybody <laughs> says, oh, you've got these weird numbers and stuff like that. The bottom line is everything that I searched for on the Internet was taken, you know, I mean, I, or, you know, searching for trademarks. I'm like, well, hell, no one's going to have numbers. Screw you guys. I'm just going to come right. up with something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so so now there's, so there's five out of AJ's factory and two out of DR. No, six out of AJ's. Two out of DR. There's about to be another one out of DR that's done for a specific shop, which we'll be announcing in a couple months. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that project. But, you know, it's all it's all been stages. Now I don't know where to go. There's no pressure to fill a portfolio. There's no pressure, um, you know, but it, now it's like, what do I want to make? But, I, you know, it's why it took so long to do a full, because I just didn't know enough to be able to do it, to get the cigar that I wanted. How'd you come up with the name Nomad? You know, I, I just, I, I travel a lot. I love traveling. Um my wife is a great traveler. I totally married well. She she she's way smarter than me. Um, <laughs> loves to travel. Hates jewelry. Hates spending money herself. If oh wow. Just give her give her a backpack and go travel a plane ticket. She's thrilled. So she'll go with me down to Nicaragua for two months. She'll go with me to DR. How long have you been married? Um, let's see. I should know that right out of the gate. I want to say 18 years. We just celebrated oh, wow. our anniversary. Happy, so. happy anniversary. Thank you. Do you Thank have kids? You. We do. We do. And you still do travel, huh? Yeah. Well, my daughter's 24 now. Oh, yeah. So, wow. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's she's like, my daughter's outstanding. My daughter is just, I mean, my wife at one point talked about a second kid. And I'm like, have you not seen the Damien Omen series? I mean, it's just, <laughs> we are not having a second kid. <laughs> I'm not going to be responsible for the downfall. All of mankind. I just, it's not going to be on me. That's funny. <laughs> so, Hit a home you, run with the you, first one. Don't do a second one. Yeah. Right. You mentioned a little bit of the Amatepe tobacco. What was your experience learning about that tobacco? Like? Well, <laughs> that was on the C276. So I was actually at AJ's factory, and and everybody's like, oh, it's a great blend. And at the time, it had four fillers, and I wasn't playing with Amatepe. I'm like, man, I'm just looking for something else. And uh, AJ and Ricky said, you know, hey, you should try playing with the Ometepe. So we were in the in the sorting room, and I go to grab the Ometepe, and basically everybody's like, no, no, you need to go to the island, you need to go to this field, you need to see why this tobacco is a big deal. Mm. So I go to Ometepe, my wife's with me, my daughter's with me actually at the time too. Go to the other side of the island where we're staying, and there's not like a Sheraton or Holiday Inn or not even a Super 8 there. I mean, it's just, <laughs> you know, you're just staying in a, in a, in a, in a yeah. hut type thing or whatever. Yeah. But it's, it's a neat island. It's like Jurassic Park. So we go and we check into the room, um, and they bring the bags up, and there's this mosquito netting around the beds. And my my wife's like, oh, that's really romantic, you know, mosquito <laughs> netting. And so the guy's like, the guy that brought the bags up is just like, well, that's not for the mosquitoes. And I'm like, well, oh. what's it for? And he says, well, it's for the tarantulas. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. oh, 
crap. I'm like, what have I'm I got not, myself into? I, well, I'm worried that I'm going to wake. And I don't like spiders, and I don't like spiders that are fuzzy and big and move fast. And I'm yeah. thinking, I'm going to. I didn't sleep because I'm worried to wake it up two in the morning, and it's going to be like Indiana Jones with like spiders all over the netting and all this other stuff. And I'm supposed to be there for five days, and I'm like, all right, you got two days. That's it. I'm going to go. I'm going there, and then we're out of here. Uh, fortunately, I didn't see one. I did have an experience with howler monkeys. I'd never heard howler monkeys before. Oh, yeah. And my, my daughter's like, oh, she's a big hiker. She's like, oh, there's this waterfall we got to go to. And so <laughs> I'm like, how far is it? She's like, oh, it's like two miles, three miles. In the depths of the jungle. Yeah, like, yeah. in the depths. <laughs> nine miles later, hiking up this hill. I'm, I'm dying. I'm, a, I, you know, I'm wheezing. And then we're going through oh. the jungle, just the three of us, and I hear this god-awful, loud scream of a noise. We yeah. stopped dead. And I'm, it's like out of the movie Predator. I'm looking for, for you know, uh, uh, I'm looking for died. Arnold Schwarzenegger or somebody to come bail me out. I'm wearing hiking boots. I can't outrun my daughter or wife, so I'm dead. I'm just, I, I'm going to be the first <laughs> one to go. you sacrificial lamb. Yeah, absolutely. I can have oh. more kids. I can find another <laughs> wife. I mean, you know, but, but um, I'm like, man, I hope that's a howler monkey, because if it's not, then I have no wow. idea what it is. But it's a neat island, and, and, yeah. and I encourage people to, go, if you're going to go down, go down there, you definitely, you know, take a couple days if you're already down there. Go to Granada, check that out. Go to Leon. Go, mm. go to Ometepe Island. I mean, you know, not not just the trip to the factories, which which is awesome. Um, there's there's some great tours there. I mean, you know, Jonathan. I mean, that, that cigar safari is really neat. What they really do for those guys. But you're th- you're, you're three days. Yeah. You know, take a whole week. Go go to some of the other cities and check it out. And and Ometepe was, you know, so I have a little bit of a fondness for that. I think it's neat tobacco that a lot of people don't use very much, mostly because it's fairly spendy. Mm. There's not a lot of it. It's 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 a big island, but you can't grow so far to exactly. the water, and you can't go up the volcano. So it's just a really neat extra layer that I ended up using in two different cigars. Wow. So if, for our listeners who are listening in. Um, your different blends, where would you recommend they go for a guy who wants mild, medium, and you know, obviously you mentioned the full already, but, you know. The mild the mild is definitely the Connecticut Fuerte. So I'd already had two Nicaraguans out, one DR, and I went to do a Connecticut, which I thought would be really easy. That That's my cocky moment. I'm like, oh, I've already got, you know, I've got the ratings, I've already right. made some best of lists, you know. So I go back to the Connecticut, which was horribly maddening because every Connecticut to me was fairly bland. And everything I was blending was not turning out. And it basically took over a year and one flipped over rolling table in anger. Um, now, in, in, in my defense, we were going to replace that table anyway. But I can, tell you, I can tell you something about flipping over a rolling table in anger. Um, they're a lot heavier than they look. They are. So I'm halfway through this flipping it over. Realizing that I have a moment of either looking like a jerk and setting it back down and, like, exiting stage left or just basically forget your childhood, have an aneurysm, and finish flipping it over, uh, of which I did, and then I was informed that I flipped over the wrong table. That wasn't the one we were replacing. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it it took a lot. So what we ended up was we ended up with a Dominican cigar with a little bit of Nicaraguan Lajero in it, which I had said, not your father's Connecticut, because it was just a different breed. And and when I did it, I had uh, several retailers just don't do that cigar. It'll never sell. Nobody wants a Connecticut with a little bit more. And I just stuck to my guns. I thought, you know, I like it for me. And fortunately, it, it, it paid off. Fortunately, it ended up being early. So the mild, the Connecticut Fuerte. Medium, I would say the Esli Lot 8613, which is more of a rustic style blending, has done very, very well in the medium. And then the full, I'd say the C276 for sure. Very cool. And if any of our listeners want to learn more about your cigars, your website is? Uh, NomadCigarCompany.com. So check them out at NomadCigarCompany.com. Yeah. We're going to have a little more with... Um, Fred Rui, right after this. Stay tuned. WSWN Belgrade, Palm Beach, Jupiter. It's no secret there's a movement in this country to squash the rights of cigar smokers. 
These busybodies want to impose their will on cigar manufacturers, retailers, and smokers with exorbitant taxes and unfair restrictions. As a cigar enthusiast, you do have a voice in this fight. Cigar Rights of America. CRA is your partner in Washington and all 50 states in the struggle to preserve your rights to enjoy cigars at reasonable prices in traditional settings. For the price of a few cigars, just $35 a year, you can join CRA and support their efforts in your behalf. Join up today on the Smokers' Rights page at thecigarstation.com. Romeo and Juliet. A story of two passions combining to create a love that lasted through the ages. Today, the renowned Grupo de Maestros join famed cigar makers' aging room to craft a new story. The Romeo by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room Cigar. Immaculately constructed by aging room artisans under the guidance of the famed Grupo de Maestros, this Dominican Puro exemplifies the best qualities of two storied brands. Elegant and aromatic, Romeo by Romeo y Julieta's Aging Room is a rich, savory, medium to full-bodied cigar. A true work of love. Available now at your local tobacconist, pick up a Romeo by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room today and experience the love that occurs when two passions combine. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old-world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente's Fuente. Duho, Quaid, Cuave, and Cucuano. Premium cigars, 100% handcrafted Nicaraguan blend. Consistency, balance, aroma, and strength. Duho, Quaid, Cuave, and Cucuano. The closest cigars to perfection. To find your nearest retailer, visit cucubanocigars.com. Christoph Cigars has taken the boutique cigar industry by storm. Made in the spirit of elite Cuban cigar, Christophe allows you to experience the rich flavor and tradition found in the finest Cuban blends. Christophe Cigars are made using only the highest quality Habano seed and double fermented premium tobaccos from around the world. With 14 premium hand blends to choose from, mild to full body, Christophe has a blend that is sure to satisfy the most discriminating cigar aficionado. Discover your Christophe today. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Colin doesn't pick the music anymore. It's done by Jason, like, earlier in the week. Why? I don't know. Who's Jason? To, that's what I... You ask John. Uh, you, you know what? I really don't like when stuff in my show changes without people telling me. <laughs> Colin just thinks me and Colin have a bonding. Who's Jason? Uh, Why is Jason doing anything in regards to my show? Well, Colin does... Um, 
a shift on the bar. So he's kind of going back and forth a little so bit. So Colin's not our board guy all no, the time. No, he is. He is. He's the board guy all the time. But Jason just kind of helps out pick some of the music. He usually does a better job than this week. I will, yeah. I will give him that. What are you talking about? I had some good stuff in there. No, but Colin... Colin gets us. Colin gets us. That's true. Yes. You know, Colin will throw in my favorite TV show theme song every now and then just to perk me up. Mm-hmm. You know? We'll throw in a Justified or... Uh, Ooh, or Anarchy or... Or no. Uh, uh, trim. Uh, no, Terriers. 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 I love that theme yeah. song. Terriers, yeah. yeah, he'll Terriers. throw that in there for me. Just cheer me up. Yeah. John, we have to talk about this on Monday meeting. All right. Bring notes. Anyways, now that we're over the introductory music, uh, if you're just joining us, so we're sitting here with Fred, Fred Rui, owner of Nomad Cigars. Uh, very, very interesting story. I mean, honestly, part of my favorite part of this show is when I get to interview people I really don't know that well. You know, I mean, I've been in the industry now 18-plus years. I've met a lot of people. So, you know, a lot of times when I'm interviewing somebody that's mostly for our listenership, you know, it's okay. But it's cool to actually sit and meet with you, Fred, and learn a lot about you. It's you know, just as interesting to me as it is for our listeners. So uh, I think most of them are enjoying this interview. So thanks for taking the time to join us once again. Oh, yeah. Um, listen, Fred, tell us a little bit about uh, mailing cats when you first started. <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> interesting. I want to you know, dwell on that a little bit. It was, it was actually the, the, the it was probably also one of my first mistakes. But basically, <laughs> when when I first started, um, I was gonna you know I didn't have a retail shop, so I was gonna sell them online. Um, literally, that lasted about two and a half months till I was in Orlando for the show. Uh, just I wasn't exhibiting. I just wanted to go see it because you know they said, hey, exhibit. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm walking into yet. So I'm gonna go to the first year and just look around, see what booths look like, see what the deal is. And uh, what I was doing, I was, I was sending via mail. Now, when I went to Orlando, I decided, you know what, I'm not going to do anything online, you know, you know, for me. I'm just going to, I'm going to shut that down, which really shot myself on the foot initially because I was still trying to build the brand. Right. In retrospect, I probably should have kept that up for another year just to get it in the hands of people. Now, we've got over 200 stores and we're growing pretty rapidly now, but um, back then. So what I was doing, when I mailed them, I threw something extra in the box all the time. So I threw a lighter or a cutter or something. I thought it was like Christmas. You know, you get your cigars, you open sure. up, and like there's something extra in the box. It was nice. really cool. Yeah. So I was throwing. So then I started. You know, I'm just grabbing something weird off my desk. So someone asked me in an interview. They said, "What was the strangest thing you ever mailed?" And I said, "Oh, it had to be a kitten." And we and we laughed, and it was over. Now, now is this cigars you're mailing to consumers. Yes. Okay. So. Um, we laughed, no big deal. So literally a week later, I get hate mail from from PETA and everybody else about mailing kittens and and seriously. So it blew up. It blew up. So then I had another interview. Probably the best PR you ever had. Oh, it was because <laughs> the next month later, the next month later, I'm on an interview. I said, okay, we got to clarify this whole kitten. Did you actually? <laughs> did, did you mail a live kitten? And I said, a live kitten? No, not a live kitten. And then it blew up again. And, oh god. So now now these people. To, like troll me so so Zykar gave me a um, a mammoth cutter and and uh, and so uh, for those of you who don't know that's actually uh, the the outer rims are made of uh, fossilized mammoth yeah it's a mammoth tusk, tusk or yeah, yeah it's really really mm-hmm. cool so I had to you know and I thought the whole kitten thing was done and these people were done with me so I, I take a picture of it and I tweet it out. And all of a sudden, the emails come in, and this one lady, which you I actually... killed the mammoth. No, I, I, I was promoting endangered species. <laughs> so, and, and so I actually published what she had done online. I'm like, here's the letter I get. I'm promoting endangered species with a mammoth cutter. Wow. And so, um, you know, I, I, it's just, it's a fun industry. Just don't t- take things too seriously. I'm serious about the cigars. I'm serious about the tobacco. 
the rest of the stuff, just just have a good time. And and so yeah, I, I mean that was the whole mailing kitten thing. And so to this day, I, I still want. There's a cigar that I want to do that's a joke towards back to the kitten, kitten stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So and and so and I'll tell you on the show because I'm not going to do it. I put it as an April Fool's joke. But basically, I wanted to release a cigar that came in a yellow school bus. And and the name of the cigar was going to be Short Bus, and it was going to be a yellow band. It said Special Edition, S P S H A L Edition, oh, and it was going to come nice. with nine and a half sticks. And the, and, the, and the driver of the bus was going to be a kitten with his tongue up against the window. Oh, and my and my wife, my wife's like, you can't do that cigar. She says, you know, all the all the special needs stuff. And I'm like, they're not buying my cigars anyway. <laughs> you know? And and by the way, I do, I donate. Uh, I have raised and donated a lot of money, so I, I'm not slamming anybody. It just no. you know, it just it just it all blows up. And so I, I actually did it as an April Fool's joke. Every April I do something, and I did that a couple years, and everybody thought I was really releasing it, but. I don't know, maybe someday I will. But it would be the greatest cigar nobody would ever smoke because they would buy it for their friends and go, hey, here, I got a cigar for you. <laughs> you Absolutely. Know? I got a few friends who deserve that cigar. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> That's priceless. So either when, I'm, when my company's going under or my company's blowing up huge, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. But you just won't know which, which circumstance of why I'm doing it. <laughs> Well, uh, listen, Fred, we got a caller uh, from Michigan who wants to ask you a question. You want to take a question? Uh, okay. All right. Uh, we have uh, Rick from Michigan. Rick, welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio. Hey, thanks, man. Hey, welcome um, to the show. Uh, Fred, you, wanted to, you wanted to ask? Yeah, go sorry ahead. Sorry we missed you. Sorry we missed you in Chattanooga. The weather down there was atrocious a couple weeks ago, and we just couldn't get down to Chattanooga for the... You can the, get down uh, like I was blend. there. What you <laughs> but I'm hoping that when you bring it up back up to this area, southwest Michigan, northwest Ohio, we'll get to sit in. Uh, enjoyed our time at the cigar affair with you. Hopefully, um, like your moderator was talking about earlier before you came on, the smaller cigars. Hopefully, you'll do something in that area at some point. Well, I mean, I, I have the Lancero, and, and thanks for the shout-out to the moderator. Apparently, this is my show now, and, and Abe, <laughs> Abe thank, thanks for moderating this. It's great having you on the show. Glad to be here. It's, yeah, it's really great having you on the show. Glad to be here. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I have the Lancero. I do have 5x50s because I typically blend to 5x50s. I think the trend to the smaller ring gauge is starting to go. If you're talking pure-out flavor, um, you talk to anybody that, that really blends or anybody a true cigar aficionado, they like the smaller ring gauge. I mean, you go to a Lancero because of the ratio of wrapper and binder to filler. Um, it's a hard cigar to blend. It, re- it really, really is. And actually, the Connecticut Forte is the only Lancero I have because it just didn't work. I couldn't get it to work on any of their blends. But, um, you know, I-, I get it. It's a value issue because you're looking at the shelf and you've got a Lancero on the shelf at 8850 and you're buying a, you're buying a Toro for a quarter more. Um, I get it. I've been there when you know, but when I had the budget issue and everything else like that. I, I get it. But if you, to me, if you like a particular blend and there is a Lancero available in that in that blend, I would definitely encourage you to try it. The same way I say to try that, also to try retrohaling. Um, you're, you're in for a whole different experience at that point. I'm not saying you're going to do them all the time. Again, from a value standpoint, but some great, great Lanceros. Uh, I, I tend to seek them out now, um, just especially if it's a blend that I really like. Interesting. Is that your wake-up call? Somebody's trying to FaceTime me during oh, the show. Oh, all right. Yeah, interesting. Someone is. Apparently, he's not a fan. Well, Rick, thank you very much for calling, pal. We appreciate it. Yeah, just so you know, Rick, um, we love you, but that, that was a statement. It wasn't really a question. Yeah, you know. It's okay. We love you, Rick. Well done, Rick. His question was, am I going to come out with small ring gauge? This is a small ring gauge. 
Check us check check out our Twitter page at Kiss My Ash Radio. There's a photo of it up there, Rick. If you oh, want. the cigar. Yeah, yeah actually, so I, check it out I, I actually like. am enjoying the cigar. It's very good. Thank you. It's Connecticut, right? Yeah. I'm not really a Connecticut fan. I haven't been for By a long most time. Part, I'm really not, but this is actually it's the Nicaraguan Lajero. It yeah, gives it a little bit more it does. flavor. It's, yeah, it's it gives a little more great flavor. Great morning cigar. Perfect. Nicely done. Um, <laughs> uh, what what's your least favorite? I mean, you seem to have a very honest and unique perspective on this industry. So you know, what's what's the least favorite part of this industry? That you, um, that you have to deal with. I, I think there's probably two pet peeves I have. One is is that sometimes, despite despite having the brand out there and 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 the ratings and everything, it, it's the having to convince a retailer to take a chance, even when he's got guys in the shop asking for them and stuff. It's just, you know, it's like you're not going to really lose money. You may end up you know selling them a slight discount, but you know it's it's the challenge of getting them into a shop initially. I don't know how far you got to get or how big you have to be to finally prove yourself. I think the other thing, which I actually had an open letter go out last week, is that my big pet peeve right now is cigar smokers that love taking their pictures in front of no smoking signs. Um, (laughs) I I, I really think that we have to be as respectful to non-smokers as we want them to be respectful of our our spaces. So so I I, I think that, you know, I get it, and we've all done it. I've done it. Um, I've just changed my mentality on it because I think it just fuels the fire of them going, look, they're a bunch of jerks, you know, they're they're, they're taking, you know, I get it, the defiant attitude, but, you know, I I have to be respectful of of Starbucks, whoever puts up a non-smoking sign. Look, I can choose whether to go to that business or not. Right. And I think I have to be respectful of a non-smoker as much as I want them to leave me alone when I'm in a shop. So that's been a pet peeve of mine a little bit lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I, look, in a perfect world, we should be able to joke about it. We should be able to have the pictures and take them, and, 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 and I'll have a laugh about it. But I think, I think you know, we shouldn't be in the situation we're in today where people that don't smoke, what do you care if I'm in a smoke shop smoking a cigar? It doesn't affect you. So I think we have to be cognizant. You know, we're in a pub, I don't have a problem we can't smoke in a public park. I'd like to. But we get one guy that goes and smokes by the playground because he figures it's his right to light up a cigar wherever he right, wants. Right. And the whole pursuit of happiness, you know, pursuit of happiness basically is as long as it doesn't impact others. So you go find a spot in the park where no one else is and you light up your cigar. So those are the two things probably that are more my pet peeves right now, I think, in the industry. No, I hear you. It, it, it's, it's, you know, I had a debate with a local representative uh, who was trying to pass a bill. Not, there's no smoking on the beach, you know. And, and I'm on the phone, I'm talking with him, and he's, like, trying to tell, you know, I'm like, look, man, I'm walking in the beach, 5.30 at night, no one's around me, I'm smoking a cigar, who am I bothering, you know? And, you know, and he's trying to tell me, because we talked about kids, and at that time I had three little girls, and and um, I still have three little girls. <laughs> Just there's a, <laughs> the there's, a boy, there's a boy now, that's all. <laughs> but uh, it might have actually been two at a time. But he's like, you know. You know, how would you like it if you were at the beach and you were laid out and you're with your wife and your two little girls and somebody 10 feet away from you started smoking in front of them? I said, well, you know, I I don't find that any more offensive than if there was a bunch of 20-year-olds 10 feet away from me being all vulgar and frivolous and drinking and being obnoxious. So are you going to ban 20-year-olds from the beach? Are you going to ban drinking from the beach no what i do is i pick up my stuff and i move 100 yards down right, beach right. you know and it's, it's, just, it's the i think why there's a lot of that defiance is that there's just not that live and let live mentality on the other side of the fence and that's the problem i would ag- i would agree i that. think that's what propagates a, yeah a I'd, i would that. agree with that I, look it's not an illegal product no it's not an illegal product so it, we it, just don't have the money to fight like cigarette companies and everybody else but bottom line is why why do you care if i'm in my own domain my own house my own cigar shop smoking a cigar you know? It's sad that 
my major obstacle in doing my daily business every day and trying to provide for my family is my own government. And it's, it's sad, but that's pretty much the case. That's our public enemy number one. Yeah. So, uh, Fred, that being said, look, you're three years in this industry, uh, you're in a couple hundred stores already. Mm-hmm. Uh, is your footprint scattered around? Or are you predominantly in one region? Um, no, I mean, it's it's pretty scattered. I mean, a little lighter on the West Coast just by nature of the West Coast the, the way it is. But, lighter, I mean, yeah. if, you go, if you go to the website, um, you can... I think the population's a little lighter in the yeah, West Coast. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. Oh. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, real strong now. Everything east of the Mississippi, real strong. Uh, now now the central part of the state's definitely strong. Texas strong. Uh, it's it's really grown a lot. So there, there's a lot of coverage now. So three years in, what do you think is your biggest obstacle in front of you now that you're looking to challenge or, you know, attack or overcome? It's the number of blends out there. It's, it's the consumer moving on. Man, that was a great stick. Love it. And, you know, what's new? What's yeah. new? What's new? And And I think that's a challenge for – and I think – I think we're starting to hit a ceiling. The consumers, you know, it used to be when an LE came out, everybody jumped deal. on that. Yeah, yeah, everybody jumped on it. Now they're just like, you know what? There's going to be another one in five minutes. I don't, I don't need to do that now. So <laughs> I think, like I said, like I said earlier, that you know, I think they're getting brand loyal, not blend loyal. So I'm trying to look at how do I, how do I handle those? What, what lines do I bring in? What lines do I phase out uh, going forward? And um, you know, it's that battle for the humidor, though. It's, it's, you know, how can you, how can you get in that humidor? Even though you've got great ratings and you know, everything's been making best of lists. It's like, how do you how do you get a spot in that humidor? And then how do you keep them? I'm doing a lot more traveling this year than I've ever done. I just came off 35 days on the road nonstop, Ooh, including wow. including the show. But um, you got to do it. You've, you've got to go out there and you've got to get it in their hands. My hurdle is getting it in their hands. If I get someone to smoke it, I probably got a nomad fan. And my, and my philosophy is, look, if the guy only has a budget to buy three cigars a week, he walks in that humidor. If one of those cigars is a Nomad cigar, that means something to me. He spent sure. one-third of his budget on my cigar. So if he's going to tweet, I'm going to respond. If he's going to send me an email, I'm going to respond. And that's how I'm trying to build my business. Good for you. Fred Rui, owner of Nomad Cigars. Check his site out. Check out his cigars. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks for coming down from Orlando. We'd love having you on, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on again. Absolutely. Love Thanks to. a lot, Fred. Much appreciated. Uh, after the break, um, we're going to have a uh, very interesting Stephen Hussey from the bomb, the brotherhood of mustaches and beards. Should be interesting right after this. Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ass Radio. Yes, it's mandatory. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged... In bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut sun-grown or Maduro, each Perdomo double-aged 12-year vintage pairs extremely well with the finest scotch whiskeys, bourbons, and other fine spirits. Available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo double-aged 12-year vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Swag Cigars. Offering a cigar for you. From the medium-bodied Swag Puro Dominicano, the full-bodied Swag Black, and now the new Swag Round Connecticut with a flavor profile not usually found in milder blends. Blended with premium Dominican fillers and binder and topped off with an uncommon Ecuadorian-grown brown Connecticut wrapper. The flavor profile takes you from creamy smoothness to a place no other milder cigar has ventured. Come along for the ride. Discover Swag Brown Connecticut. Available in four great sizes, shipping to stores near you in August 2015 and priced right. 
Boutique Blend Cigars. Blending is in our DNA. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, undeniably, there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. True Estate's Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet, herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. Everyone loves Acid Cigars. Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano, A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. We're doing ladies, uh, 80 Rejoiner Day. Welcome back, folks. Honest Abe here. We just finished our interview with Fred Rui, owner of Nomad Cigars. Actually, a pretty awesome interview. So Great interview. If you missed it, our, pad, our podcast uh, will be up on iTunes Monday, and the archives will be in our vault at www.kissmyashradio.com. Check it out. It was a very interesting and enjoyable video. Very cool stuff. Um, big shout-out to Jason Lewis of Wellington. He's our social media winner of the day. Heard the word Nicaragua. You'll be winning a five-pack this year. Recluse and Iconic Cigars. And, uh, yeah, we haven't had a local Florida winner in about five shows. It's so been a while. We've got yeah, a lot touring time. the country. Yeah, so uh, welcome. congratulations, Jason. We'll get that out to you early next week. And uh, we have a very interesting guest. We're going to take some pictures and post them, hopefully, the crew here. we got a oh, couple yeah. of guys here. But we have Stephen Hussey. Is that Hussey correct? That's correct. Stephen, you are... Uh, Ooh. Yeah, okay. I wasn't okay. sure if I missed an intro or not. <laughs> threw me off with that huge intro. Um, Stephen, now, what is, what's your title? Uh, I'm the vice president of the uh, Palm Beach County uh, chapter of the BOM. The BOM, and the BOM stands for Brotherhood of Mustaches and Beards. That's correct. And you guys have some very interesting-looking dudes. We do. We do now, how, how old is this group? Uh, basically, we were founded in two, uh, 2011, uh, a group of uh, like-minded individuals who are uh, sick of the uh, preconceived stereotypes uh, that come with the bearded community, and we uh, what sought is out some to of, What are that. some of those preconceived stereotypes? Well, they've actually changed over time. In 2011, it was more of um, the outlaw, biker. you know, biker, yeah. which there's nothing wrong with, with bikers. i got a lot of friends that are bikers, but uh, there, was a, there was a stigma that came with, uh, with having a beard. Now it's, it's, uh, the stigma has switched a little bit to uh, hipsters and, <laughs> you know, that type of thing, maybe, maybe even a little bit of entitlement. Um, we're, we've been trying to, uh, you know, break the stereotype since 2011. 
Uh, we've done a pretty good job. We've raised a lot of uh, awareness and a lot of uh, a lot of different charities we've, we've done work for. Uh, Quantum House, Autism Speaks, Miami Rescue. Um, we've done uh, we've raised some beds in the Coconut Grove bed races. You know, three years running. So I think we've done a pretty good job of, uh, of now, breaking I mean, the stereotypes. I, I, yeah, I've seen your website. I've seen I mean, you guys got some like interesting oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. stuff going on. I mean, the artwork appears. Oh, yeah. Anybody ever come up to the group and he's just like me, just like a regular old beer? Like, nah, dude, you can't come in. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, I mean, I don't see pictures of anybody just with a normal beard. You know, it's like, this is like these are statements they're making out there. Yeah, I mean, there's different categories in every competition. We'll is there anybody around. in your group who's just got a normal beard? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, a couple of uh, the Bomb Brothers here. Uh, oh, come on, beard. dude. Yeah. That's not normal <laughs> beard. <laughs> One guy's half ZZ Top over there. And the other guy's got an awesome little goatee, kind of a little right. shoe girl. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not like your daily, you know, normal, everyday, you know. My my first year uh, competing, which was 2012, Oh, I there's think. competition. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. Our, oh, our wow. Our competition that we uh, we hold is actually uh, usually around December, Miami. Um, people travel from all over the country for it. Um, I took first place in under an inch my first year. What, um, what does that mean, under an inch? Under an inch, your beard has to be under an inch really? uh, in length, yeah. So that's wow. a pretty normal beard. You know, I mean, I meet with bankers and stuff like that, so for the most part, I had to stay kind of kempt. You look right. like a 1930s banker right now. I love it. Like oh, yeah, he does, yeah. <laughs> like that's a Chester A. Arthur. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like something yeah, off like Monopoly, that. you know? Yeah. That's cool. Cut 200. But, yeah, you guys uh, really appreciate, uh, you know, giving us this time. I mean, you know, I like interesting groups. This is like an interesting group, man. This is, I mean, some some cool stuff. Now, you know, I'm going to ask this question, you know, and I feel like I can ask this because I know I have some of my daughters I'm going to be paying for uh, laser therapy for many, many years. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. That was a great setup. Yeah. You know, listen, yeah, to clarify, I have the right to ask this because you never know, but are all your members men? Uh, no, we do have a lot of uh, we do have a lot of women Bam. members. Told you. Uh, there are the Whiskerinas. Um, there's the Whiskerinas. There's. I love it. You gotta look up the Whiskerinas. I gotta see the Whiskerinas. Yeah, there's there's full-on categories. The last competition we went to in Charleston, um, we took uh, you know the trophy for uh, most represented uh, from a club. We had uh, I think 11 or 12 members. Uh, they had two entire female categories where women. Built their beards and sculpted their beards out of whatever. We had one one no, woman. No, not every woman could grow a beard. Well, it's not a real beard usually. It's, oh, really? It's it's they, yeah. They make a fake beard out of out of you know maybe hair or twigs. Oh, really? Or, yeah. But there are women who could grow some beards. I've seen them. There or at are, least mustaches. There, yeah. there are. That's. I don't think that that is yeah. uh, the category. That no. Okay. okay. Now I'm a little disappointed. Right. I, now we got a little clear. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> I was hoping, like you know, I was. There was a woman out there just grooming that sucker, letting it go. I was going to be really concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to. I was. My... I was going to look him up to set you up. Oh, great. <laughs> I love the feel of a well, mustache. That, so, the you know, skin. there's also the national beard competition every year in Portland, right? Um, and have any of your members ever been to that? Um, we have gone on a number of national competitions. We are a member of the World Beard and Mustache Organization, which was started in 2001 out of Germany. Um, there's some politics in the bearding community where the one really? in Portland, I don't know whether that one was sanctioned mm-hmm. by the uh, World Beard and Mustache Organization. Um, it did get a lot of publicity, though, so... Um, there you go. There's an example of, uh, of of a lady beard. Oh wow! Okay. Holy cow! Now that's someone I don't think I want to meet in the dark West alley. That's Beach too. Oh no, she's uh, she's she's a, a very cow. very pretty lady. She's uh, yeah. Oh, it's like, a, it's like an arts and crafts thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Now, now, you guys got. I see two of your members here with you, and they got shirts on. Where, 
what what does a member of the bomb do? I mean, you guys have like a monthly meeting, a weekly meeting. You we know, have we have monthly phone meetings conference where, calls. Uh, I mean, if we need to, uh, you know, we have our own members only Facebook page for for the voting members and whatnot, um, and we'll we'll discuss. What are uh, some of the votes that you guys got to vote on? Maybe where we're going to hold the comp, what charity we're going to use, how many categories, who's going to be um, voting, or if we want to change our um, our charter. Uh, you know, rules and regulations. Please tell me that when you guys are having these meetings and you vote, that can the, the guy who's in charge says, can I get a harumph out of you? And when everyone around the table, harumph, 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 harumph. We have not incorporated no, that. That might be that. something we, we vote on. See? And you could see it <laughs> this so coming bad. Thursday here at Smoke Inn. I make fun of him. <laughs> you could see. Maybe maybe we'll in, institute a harumph. Is, is okay. your meeting this Thursday? It's this coming okay, Thursday. Okay, so you guys have a meeting this Thursday right here at the world-famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar. Thursday night? Thursday night at 7.30. So, uh, and, and, and you guys are, now, the purpose of this meeting is you guys get together as a group and just try to meet new people in the crowd? Uh, or Yeah, and then we also just discuss uh, anything from, you know, we, we do past business, we discuss the past business we talk about, we talk about upcoming business, you know, like like uh, Bombtoberfest is our next comp, we're going to do it Respectables in downtown West Palm Beach. Bombtoberfest, uh, And that, like is, uh, that is benefiting Quantum House, all proceeds go to Quantum House, oh, which is, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, up off St. Mary's uh, property. Uh, very good charity, very good charity. Um, we've worked with them a number of times. Uh, they're going to be at um, Thursday's meeting. They're going to have a representative. Very cool. And anybody of our, who are our local local listenership um, could come by Thursday night if they want to meet you guys, learn more about the group. Absolutely, yeah. But, but you got to have facial hair. No. No, you really? You have to have an appreciation for wow. facial hair. Okay, well, there you have it. Only so requirement. Those, some of those men who just haven't reached puberty yet and really just <laughs> can't grow it in right yet. Yeah, you know, so Adam K. I can still be included. <laughs> Adam K. This is a week. I mean, dude, that came out of the womb with more facial hair I than that. There is a, a three-part questionnaire when you arrive mm-hmm. that you have to know about the follicles. Uh, that, oh, that there you go. Your face. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you guys have these meetings, do you have like discussions on proper maintenance, on new uh, oils, new treatments, new if, things you guys are doing to help upkeep and things like that? If someone has questions, sure. I mean, mm-hmm. most of the most of the bomb members usually just you know everybody does their own. Thing. Have their, their into it. A lot of them make their own oils. Right. Um, or someone might come across something new and want right. to share it with the yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Uh, there's just there's so many out there. I think I heard you guys talking about it already a little bit earlier. You were talking about the amount of uh, cigar um, oils. I think I heard your last your last guest mentioned something about the amount of beard oils is also uh, extreme. You know the number in oh, number yeah, yeah. And variety. It, it's um, growing. Like I said, I've seen now you've got a couple companies on Shark Tank starting oh, yeah. a whole beer co- uh, beard companies and beard grooming and oh, maintenance yeah. companies. Um, we have we, our, our show we broadcast in New York this evening. Is there a chapter that you know of in New York for any of our listeners in New York? Uh, there is a there is or a, how can a they Rochester go about beard a group. Local, um, oh, Rochester, yeah. Usually you can actually just search in your local area for uh, local beard groups. Um, it's it's pretty we're pretty territorial uh, the beer groups themselves so you don't want to start one in a new in a location if there's already an established right. one there. Um, our last uh, vice president John Hazard uh, moved to D.C. There's actually no bearding group in D.C. Surprisingly enough. Wow. So he was going to start one up there. Um, I don't think he picked a name. I think. Uh, the only one I saw was maybe District Beards, but I think there's a beard group in Rochester. I'm pretty sure there's one one in Brooklyn. Um, our 
uh, founder, uh, uh, Brian Damaged, um, has a much better memory with uh, with all the surrounding groups. Mm-hmm. I'm not the... Now, the mustache beard profile that you're sporting now, you should put it up on Facebook here. What, well, what do they call that? Uh, I usually compete in the chops category. It's called the chops. Yeah. Well, but chops doesn't have to include the mustache. Uh, it doesn't, no. Right. They're, they're, chops are usually just long sideburns, correct? Right, but the, the, the definition of chops is, is, is no facial hair on the chin. Got it. Um, so the rest of it... You now, know, is that is that your preferred? It is now. I mean, I've only how long had have this you had this? Three months. Oh, really? Really? Three now, how long month beard? Where oh you're actually at? How long? Did miracle grow? It took three months just to get to the uh, profile you're at now. No, I was probably uh, I trimmed it very short in April, the end of April, and I haven't I haven't uh, trimmed since then. I mean, I've I've shaped and groomed and right, right. Know, normal upkeep, but so what is that? That's uh, five four months, you know. Four or five months took me to get. What are some other variations that you've sported over the time? Uh, I'm actually pretty tame as far as uh, members. I mean, I usually have only gone full beard. I've gone, uh, I guess, I've gone goatee. I've gone Fu Manchu. Um, I've gone, you know, of course, just sideburns. Yeah, Um, I have this like dense, you know, pre like pubic almost, (laughs) you know, Brillo pad beard. So I can never grow mine out. It gets too rough, you know. So I had this stupid, crazy idea once that. Because my wife's a hair colorist, stylist, so I was just going to let it grow out, and then I was going to have her chemically treat it. Oh, like relax it? Yeah, so oh. it would like be bone straight, and I was going to let it have this long, like, little beard just from my chin, <laughs> like the old Chinese people from the movies. And, and I just wanted it, so when people ask me a question, I can go, hmm. Yeah, like the beard, beard you know? But, like, it fried, the first time she did it, like, it fried my skin and my follicles, oh. and, like, the hair here has never grown back the same, mm. ever. Bad idea. It was a bad idea. Not one of my most brilliant concepts. But, uh, if, uh, if Stephen, if anyone wants to learn more about your group, your website is? It's uh, beardedbomb.com. Uh, our Facebook page is also, uh, you know, groups forward slash beardedbomb.com. Or beardedbomb, sorry. Uh, the Twitter handle is just twitter.com uh, uh, slash uh, beardedbomb. So, Bearded Bomb is the key. You can uh, you cool. can find us uh, you know all over the place. Great. And if anybody locally wants to come by and check your group out, come by this Thursday night at the Casa Monte Cristo here, right in Boynton Beach Boulevard. That's uh, right. right in Boynton Beach, sorry, on Gateway Boulevard. And it starts at 7 p.m. 7:30 is, uh, is the posted time. I will probably roll in around 6:30 myself. Perfect. So I'll be here early to greet anybody. Very cool. Is more than welcome. You guys have a great establishment. So Thank you. There's they wouldn't be uh, they wouldn't be uh, bereft of entertainment. Excellent, excellent. Very good. Well, thanks for coming on, Steve. Very interesting stuff, and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys again on Thursday night. Definitely. Thank you very much for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Up ahead, we're going to do a little factor crap, and we also have Nelson Abreu. 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 Yeah, I'm never going to get that right. International Academy, Academy of Consciousness. Yep. I'm looking forward to this interview. Stay tuned. It should be interesting. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio. Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua, using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper. The cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Voted the number one gentleman's club worldwide. Located on Okotobian Military Trail for the sexiest scene in the city. Come see us at the Spearman Rhino, the premier upscale gentleman's club. If you created the Aging Room Small Batch Cigar Line, the highest rated boutique cigar brands of our times, what would you do next? 
Well, if you're Raphael Nodal from Boutique Blend Cigars, you would combine your three most important passions of your life, Cuba, music, and cigars, and create a new classic, La Boheme Cigars. La Boheme is Raphael's take on the golden age of Cuban cigars. La Boheme is a sophisticated blend of extra-aged and hard-to-find tobacco from the Dominican Republic, a medium-bodied cigar, rich in flavors, reminiscent of the island he left 35 years ago, and a small boat with his family. Why wait for the embargo to be lifted? Smoke La Boheme today. Blending is in our DNA. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Folks, I'm Steve here. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio, broadcasting in front of the live audience, the main cigar bar, the world famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge, the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. I'm here with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and sitting in for the lovely lady, Adam, is none other than our producer, the John. human punching bag, John. Literally, I like. We've it. done that. That's true. We've done that. I'm taking a few. Wait, didn't in my he have head. a fight coming up? He had no, one. he won that. He won, he won that one. So he, he should be, like he said, that they well, won that. He'd have a pay-per-view coming yeah, up. Yeah, I talked to his manager, Josh, and um, they. He's. I guess they're working a couple things out there, possibly for some major fights, like in the Showtime arena. Yeah, so, yeah there was, um, that was next for him, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've been keeping in touch with him, so if anything does happen, Josh will let me know. Yeah, and we're, if anybody's just listening, we're talking about our good friend and fan of Kiss My Ash Radio, the Hebrew yeah. Hammer. Cletus uh, Selden. Yeah, Cletus Selden. Gotta love that guy. Anybody calls himself... Hebrew hammer. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw the video, uh, uh, Fred, but what, what's his weight? I keep forgetting his weight class. Uh, I think he's a, he's either a bantamweight or a featherweight. Bantam is, is the smaller weight class. But, but he's, you know, he's a title holder, you know, and he just yeah. won a big fight, so big, big, big win for him. He, he gave John, our producer, a gut shot. Full-blown. It's a video somewhere in our archives. But yeah, it's on, it's on our, our Facebook page. Or Full-blown. I would have I crapped in my pants. 
It was yeah. awesome. I had a red but fist in my that, stomach for a that's, week. That's amongst the dominatrix that we had paddleboard John, our producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ate him, We made him eat two live. Well, you only had to eat one, but you failed the first attempt. I did. And then you failed the second attempt at eating uh, hissing cockroaches. Yeah, hissing yeah. cockroaches. Ooh. And the that, that could be the most nasty thing I, I put him That through. was pretty terrible. That'd be yeah. honest. That was worse than the shot collar trivia, and that we was had shot collar trivia. I, I, I wanted to get a couple of piranhas to see if we could get like fresh meat out of a piranha bowl, but Lady M said she wouldn't do the show if I tried to put him through that. Though after the cockroaches, he said that he yeah. almost would rather have preferred the piranhas. It, it almost sounded a little bit better. Yes. Oof. But we're still trying to get a, see if we can get a uh, a police guard dog to come in and do the attack on him, yeah. live attack in front of the audience. Yeah, wrap him up and have the dog attack him right here in the crowd. Yeah, we back up the chairs, you know. Yeah, right. At least now, yeah. I don't need a rap. I'll be fine. I it's got a segment. Sick. We call it Punish the Producer. I, I, I'm a big fan of it. Yes. Imagine that. <laughs> All right. We have a very special guest uh, today. Uh, he's the head of the International Academy of Consciousness, Nelson Abreu. Nelson, welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio. Hi. Nice to be here. Very nice to have you. So, Nelson, give me a, tell us a little bit about... What you do and what the National International Academy of Consciousness is? The uh, International Academy of Consciousness is a nonprofit, uh, volunteer-run, and it's made up of uh, people like me from all over the world that uh, have their own uh, career, and we have people from uh, psychology, in my case, uh, engineering, and uh, many other fields, uh, different uh, cultures, different languages. But what we all have in common is that at some point in our life, we experience uh, something uh, that we couldn't quite explain. It didn't quite fit the box of, the, of conventional science or uh, institutional religion. It was a, some sort of spiritual experience that uh, got us to question uh, our paradigm for our life. And we started looking for, for answers and couldn't quite find them. So uh, eventually we uh, found each other, found uh, other like-minded individuals that are uh, analytical or that, that question things, um, but at the same time uh, are not limited to the materialistic uh, worldview. By materialistic, I mean just what you see with your, with your physical senses. And Nelson, the Nelson, that, um, Nelson, uh, Nelson, 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 the out of body experience. No. Um, now, talking about the out of body experiences, um, kind of give us, describe yours, the one that you had. What, what was it like? How long did it last? And kind of give us, walk us through it. Is this like astral projection? Or no. No. Ex- a little different. Exactly. So there are multiple names that people have used for this experience in particular astral projection. Uh, but also, um, no. it, it's a common feature of cultures around the world, including here in North America. Um, and uh, it is characterized by having the sense that your body is asleep, but that you can, in a sense, float away from it and maybe even look back and see that it's lying there. And, then, and so you're awake, but you have the sensation that you're not in the physical body, that you have this let's say, other, more subtle body. And, so, uh, now, you know, the, my first experience was not uh, spontaneous like most people. Uh, I actually was in high school and somebody 
lent me a book about the sort of thing, and I I was a little oh, so skeptical, you actually but attempted fascinated. You actually attempted to do it. Exactly. So it, that's what the book wow. said, right? It said, oh, out-of-body experience, multiple dimensions. And I said, yeah, yeah, that sounds interesting. In fact, if it's true, it changes everything. But I don't believe it. I have to have my own experience to, to know about it. So I was a little scared, to tell the truth, <laughs> at first. I said, I don't know about this, you know. But uh, I was also very curious. So I attempted and tried and tried. I, I think I tried for like five months straight. And I had a lot of experiences from day one, but not the full thing. But then eventually, my first one, I, I did. I actually uh, felt um, I had a more subtle body and, and, and that it was starting to separate from the physical body, just as I, I read. And then I, I was able to actually um, go outside. And one of the things that, that struck my attention was that you know, at the time, I, I really should have bought glasses already. Uh, my vision right. wasn't 2020 yeah. by, at all. But in that experience, hey, uh, my vision was very sharp. And um, it, yeah. it's as if I, I have to ask energy question. or chi uh, around things. Yeah, I have, to ask you, I have to ask you a really important question. Because it, of course. Is, this a, a skill that, is this a skill that could be learned? Because there's many times I have moments with my wife. I'd like to experience <laughs> this. Is there a way I could learn how to do this? So that my body's yeah, so, still there in front of her, yeah, but I can be somewhere else? It doesn't have to take five months like it took for me, <laughs> uh, which I found out later. Like, uh, once I joined IAC uh, first as a student, uh, I learned techniques uh, on how to produce out-of-body experience that included Is there a website? breathing. Is there a website, we could, is there a website we can go to to learn more about this in your organization, in your group? Absolutely. Uh, IACworld.org and also IC World. Learn IAC World, and um, it's I was just there this Academy. week in Orlando. I was at SeaWorld just this week. Listen, Nelson, thank you so much for coming on our show. Excellent. I hope all our listeners checked out those sites. We appreciate your time, Nelson. Uh, thanks for coming on. After the break, we're going to do a little cigar at Sea Asylum. Thank you very much. And Factor Crap, right after this. Absolutely. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke, which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva an unbeatable value, and an uncompromising quality. 
the Oliva family of cigars. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year with numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in sun-grown or Maduro. From the makers of the number one cigar in the USA in 2013, the Aging Room Quattro F55 comes yet another highly rated cigar, the Aging Room Bin Number 1, a full-bodied Dominican cigar made with some of the world's oldest tobacco in the market today from the harvest of 1997, 98, and 99. It starts out smooth and builds up in strength and flavor until it reaches its full potential. The Aging Room Bin Number 1. For the true connoisseur looking for a sophisticated smoking experience, with balance, complexity, and character. Aging Room Cigars. Blending is in our DNA. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Has this movie come out yet? Yeah, it came out this weekend. I see, yeah. I see, have you seen the posts all over Facebook? Oh, I'm tired of them. It's like, oh. yeah, it's blown up already. Straight, straight out, out of... Yeah, even Pete Johnson made one. He did straight out of cigars. Straight yeah. out of ideas. Oh, gosh. He should have come out of straight out of Maine. Oh. It looks like a good movie, though. It's definitely a story. I'll give you that. It's definitely an historical part of the, the music industry and, you know... Oh, it is. What happened and I mean, evolved afterwards. I mean, it exploded. I mean, that, that created an entire new culture, yeah. basically. I mean, well, you, you, have, you have the hip-hop cultures. It was everything pretty much to them. So Yeah, it was very cool. I was watching their uh, interview with uh, uh, Billboard. Right. Did an interview with all four of them. Uh, 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 Randall Kendrick. Randall Kendrick uh-huh. did the interview. So it was pretty cool. Actually, I watched it. Uh, if you just joined us, uh, I'm Honest Dave. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm here with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister. And sitting in for the lovely Lady M is our producer, John Barron. And uh, John Barron, I think you're going to do an oldie but a good segment, Factor Crap. We have a Factor Crap. A fortune in fabulous prizes may go to these people today if they know when. It's Fact or it's Crap. It's Factor Crap, everybody. Yeah. Is that your game show voice? One through ten. Ten questions. Would you tell if this is fact or crap? I think it's a mix between Harry Carey and... Uh, yeah. don't, don't quit your day job. You need a lot more beer to be Harry Carey. <laughs> First Get question. Atlanta Budweiser. Hey, Darb, if you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? <laughs> I know I would. That's just Harry... What yeah, you what happens when we give him some rain on the radio? Look, he's just out of control. Start reading the question. Here we go. Actor Jack Lemon was born in a hospital elevator in Boston, USA. Fact or crap? I'll say fact. I'm going to go crap. It's facts. One for Mr. Abe. It was Mark Twain who once said, Bigamy is having one wife too many. Monogamy is the same. Fact or crap? I'll say fact. I agree. It's crap. Oh, okay. Still one line. One nothing. Question number three. A young hedgehog is called a kitten. Fact or crap? I'll say crap. I'm going to go crap. That is crap. 
The quote, Roosevelt, was the name of the ship that Robert Edwin Perry used when he became the first man to reach the North Pole on April 6th, Hold 19... Hold I didn't understand yeah, the question. You, you, you gotta Just cut, read the, it cut, the vo- cut the voice. Okay. Yeah. You're killing me here, Smalls. Sorry, everybody. God. The Roosevelt was the name of the ship that Robert Irwin Perry used when he became the first man to reach the North Pole. Fact or crap? I'll say fact. I, I, it's a... Fact? Fact is correct. Copycat. You're going first from now on. All right. It's fine. Well, it, it just seemed like there was too much there to it not be, and there were just uh, no one's asking. No one's asking for an explanation. Move right. on. I like the test-taking logic. That is good logic. Go ahead. Pakistan and India are neighboring countries. Fact, fact. or crap? Yeah. That is a fact. Homer Simpson's mother's name is Maria. Fact or crap? Ooh. I'll say crap. That is crap. That is crap. Her name is Mona. Very good. Sound travels slower through water than through air. Fact or crap? That is a fact. Crap. That is crap. Sound does travel faster through water because the particles the are closer dolphins. together. Yes, more molecules. Oh, I, yes. oh I, I heard that backwards. Sorry. Yes, I'm sure you did. Earthworms can breathe through their skin. Fact or crap? Fact. Fact? Fact it is. Some types of seaweed can grow up to 50 centimeters a day. Fact or crap? Fact. Crap. That is fact. Is that it? One more. In Colombia, by law, all the radio stations and TV stations must play the national anthem at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. every day. Fact or crap? Fact. Uh, I'll go crap just to be different. That is fact. So, 9 to 5. Woo. I destroyed you. you destroyed it. you. You get a prize. I hold the title. Yeah, the prize is I'm not on the show next week. Absolutely. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Give the man a microphone, he just loses control. It's true. All right. It's time, courtesy of CLE and Asylum Cigars, to find out who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. <laughs> Oh, this is this is a uh, a rather interesting story. It's a winner. It's a winner. Put on your hats, everybody. A Florida father is refusing to bail out his wife. Florida is. Oh, uh, anybody who follows the show, ninety yeah. percent of these crazy people are always in Florida. It must be a sun thing. It must like beat down on their heads and fry the brain. Some level. It is. It's it's oof. It's awful. But go ahead. Tell us this great story. A Florida father is refusing to bail out his wife after their four-year-old son was caught on the camera blowing into a breathalyzer to start her car. Yes, she used the four-year-old to blow into. Fuck, <laughs> unreal. The footage was captured by a police officer's body camera. It appears to show April King, 35, and her two children, uh, ages two and ages four. Yes, ages oh two and four. Yeah, and she's getting in the car with them to drive. In the parking lot of Frogger's Grill and Bar in Apopka, Florida, one of my favorite spots, actually. Seriously? No. Okay. I don't think anything. Tell. I'm not sure anything in Apopka is my favorite. I, I, I was, with you, it's possible. I wasn't you never know. Sure. That's yeah. true. So the older child is seen blowing into the breathalyzer meant to determine the driver's BAC, which is blood alcohol level, of course, before the car starts. Doug King, April's husband, had installed the breathalyzer in the vehicle because his wife had a drinking problem. Wait, no, no, not at all. I don't know. No. So oh the bar's manager God. called the police to the parking lot after he saw the child apparently alone in the car. Oh, my God. 
Quote, I have a lady that just came in and sat down at my bar, and the kids in the car with the AC running. Well, at least the AC was on. The manager told 911. What a saint. She left the AC on for the He kids. looks like he's about two or three years old. Seemed a little under the influence. She seemed a little under the influence, and ch- she chugged a beer, but I didn't know she had a kid in the car. So uh, she stopped at Frogger's with the kids in the car before heading to Chuck E. Cheese, apparently. Pounded a few beers. And then upon pounding those few beers, she needed her son to blow into the breathalyzer. My son just turned four years old, and the fact that he learned how to do that, I don't put that intelligence behind him, but one bit to learn hum and blow at the same time. It was a surprise to me, Doug said. So the father obviously um, didn't oh know what was God. going. April, who was reportedly recently released from rehab, surprise, has been charged with child neglect. Police say that they did not charge her with drunken driving as they could not prove that she was driving the that, car. That's exactly like the story I saw last night on the news where this mother brought her like six-year-old child into a liquor store, mm-hmm. pointed out a handle of 1,800 tequila, then walked away and made the child steal the bottle. Oh. And it, they have the whole thing on camera where the child goes up, gets the handle, realizes it's too heavy for her, puts it back, grabs the smaller bottle, sticks it behind her back, meanders towards the counter, has it behind her back, meanders out the door, and then goes and puts it in the car, and the mom buys, like, a pack of cigarettes and walks out. Teamwork makes a dream work. And it I mean, there, there should be a new level of penalty for that, you know? And mm-hmm. on top of April, I, I have to read this one because I find this one just this is really fascinating. <laughs> I, I, I never heard of Netflix and Chill. Have you? I have not, no. Okay. This, Did you hear about it before the story? Yes, I've heard of Netflix and Chill. It's, it's what a thing. is Netflix and well, Chill? Well, it's, it's a thing with younger kids. Um, will they invite their significant... Is there an app for this, or is it just a slang It's just a slang term. saying, yeah. That's Netflix and chill. Yes, it's, okay. it's sort of slang for coming on over. It's like the, the old one, um, come over and have a cup of coffee. So the, okay. the kid come over Netflix and chill will, um, what can I say, knock boots? Well, That's we're in St. Louis this time, and Veronica Brown, the mother of a 16-year-old Andrea Brown, uh, has reportedly filed a lawsuit against Netflix after claiming a Netflix and chill session is to blame for her daughter's pregnancy. <laughs> yes. 16-year-old Andrea Brown is now pregnant after falling victim to a Netflix in chill date. Her mother is suing Netflix for $50,000, claiming that teenagers like her daughter are extremely prone to sexual encounters when watching Netflix. And because of that, Netflix is to blame. Seems reasonable. I'd like to know where she, she committed the act and where the mom was at the time. That was at her own house. And yeah, the, the problem is if somebody said to me, you want to watch Netflix, come over to watch Netflix and chill? Yeah. I would just want to watch Netflix. <laughs> the 16-year-old claimed to have said it happened like you thought it did. First, we were just watching a movie on Netflix, and all of a sudden, his member was... I'm going to have to change the words a little bit, but his member was in my mouth. <laughs> yes. From there, we had sex, and he didn't pull out. I think Netflix intentionally makes their movies boring so that people could fall into this trap. That's why my mom is suing. The Netflix makes their movies boring. That's the best logic I've ever heard. I, Netflix has not yet responded to this lawsuit, but they are expected within the next few days. Now, here at Kiss My Ash Radio, we had our experts do an analysis, mm-hmm. and we are advising all our listeners to cancel their Netflix subscriptions and subscribe to Hulu instead, because 73% of all Netflix dates leads to sexual encounters while only 12% of Hulu and Chill dates <laughs> leads to sexual intercourse. It's because of the commercials. And that's the facts, Jack. Uh, both uh, Veronica, I'm going to include Andrea and her daughter, and April, you all definitely belong in a cigar insane asylum. And these stories have been brought to you by CLE and Asylum Cigars. Uh, next week, join us. We're going to have Eloy Gonzalez of Southern Classic Cigars, a great guy doing yeah, funny. some 
very good work with a very uh, boutique line of uh, cigars. So we'll have him on. And in uh, my traditional closing, guys, life is short. Savor the moments that count. Never be afraid to express how you feel. Because if anyone doesn't like it, just tell them to kiss your ash. Be merciless. Spare no cigars. Smoke them all. Let God sort them out.